social proof. Have you heard the term? Do you know what that is? If you haven't heard the term, you probably still know what it is. And social proof is the topic of discussion this week. Thanks for being here. Let's get into the program. Hello and welcome into the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. My name is Ivan Zoot and this is Season 3, Episode Number 9, A Conversation About Social Proof. If you're not familiar with the term, very simply put, social proof is online reviews. It is social in nature, found on social media or review sites, and it is proof of who you are and what you do. You know, it's part of the idea, you can tell me all day long, I don't have to believe you. But if somebody else tells me, third party, odds are I'm going to take that into consideration and take it pretty seriously. Social proof is an important driver of consumer decisions and especially important in the growth of business in professional haircutting. I've got some tips for you today on ways to take a more active role in social proof. Just like I am so very passionate about asking for referrals, I put social proof in a similar category in that we can sit around waiting for people to send their friends or we can ask for referrals. We can sit around waiting and praying that people will post good reviews online or we can ask people to post those reviews online. I think taking a more active role in cultivating and encouraging social proof is extremely important today so that you can make the most of this opportunity as a piece of your exposure, a form of advertising, an important part of your marketing. So let's take a look at a few ideas for how to make the most of, how to leverage social proof. Number one on the list, of course, is asking for reviews. Don't wait for reviews to happen. Ask for them. Just like you ask for referrals, hey, would you do me a favor? Could I ask you to post a review online? I'd very much appreciate that. I appreciate your business, and I think other people would appreciate hearing the good things you have to say about me and my business. Don't be shy about it. It should be a comfortable conversation, especially with very happy and satisfied customers. Ask for reviews. Take an active role in it. Don't simply sit around waiting for it to happen. Number two on the list. Let's make the ask easy. And number two on the list is send your review links. Links to your Google page or your TripAdvisor page or um, Yelp or even links to your Facebook page. Um, Lots of places where people can make these comments. Uh, Twitter is another great place for people to say great things about you. Make it very easy by providing people the opportunity to do this. I think you've noticed that a lot of larger merchants who print receipts, places as very common and popular as McDonald's, literally ask you on the receipt to go to a website and post a review. I think making it easy for people includes things like QR codes. You could put a poster up on the wall in the shop with a big QR code for your preferred review site and just say, review us online. Click here and post a big QR code to make that process super, super easy for people. No typing links, make it easy. 2A, 
Maybe number three, depending on how you want to number the list, of course, is following up on the asks. When you send review links and you ask, follow up with people. Again, don't be shy. Hey, you know, I asked you to send a review. Did you manage to get that done? Sometimes that subtle nudge will be all it takes to get somebody to post a review online. And a lot of times your clients may not recognize how very important this is to you. Their posting a review could be kind of a nothing little activity for today. But it could mean a great deal to you and they may not understand the gulf between what they think of the importance of the review and how important it really is to you and your business. Number three on the list, offer incentives. There's no reason why a little bit of bribery is not a good thing, especially from folks who already were going to say good things about you. Again, I don't believe in cash incentives and I don't believe in discounts, but I love sampling of products. Sample size products as a thank you for posting a review. Hey, would you do me a favor and post a review online? I've got a free gift for you if you do. Super. And if used effectively, giving out the gift ahead of time. Hey, I want to give you this free gift as a thank you for the great review that you're going to post. Now, you take the risk that maybe they won't post the review, but at the very least, you still get a powerful sampling initiative. And at the very most, the acceptance of that gift serves as a form of obligation on their part, and they will now feel the need to quickly go and post that review. Same can, thing can be done with sample services, although I don't suggest doing the sample services uh, on the front end as a way of sampling upsell services that a client may not have purchased as a way of throwing in something as a little bonus. Hey, you know what? If you go online and post a review, next time you come in, the shampoo with your haircut, that's going to be on me. It's a freebie. There are a lot of ways you can experiment with products and, and, and services as review encouraging incentives. Number four is about engagement with those reviews. I think it's extremely important that you acknowledge and reply to all reviews online. It can be as simple as thank you posted in response to a review where sites and opportunities allow you to do that. Um, you want to engage with everyone who posts a review in some way, shape, or form. It's a little form of thank you. And you know who else sees it? The people who are tapping into those reviews, who are considering a purchase, who are thinking about doing business with you, who are taking those reviews into their uh, search process. When they see the reviews, they have a positive impression of you. When they see you respond positively, you level up that positive impression. Number five, number five is about negative reviews. You're going to get them. They're going to happen. And I also suggest you acknowledge all negative reviews online and offline. And allow me to explain what I mean there. Someone posts a negative review. It can be a simple, you know, three star, two star. And a three star is not a negative. A three star is really right in the middle. And I think you can gain a lot of insights from your threes. We've talked about that in other podcasts. But a less than glowing review, number one, should be acknowledged online. A simple comment that says two things. Number one, I hear you. And number two, I'm going to follow up with you. You post that online and you're posting it for two reasons. Number one, of course, you're posting it because you're going to interact with the person who 
posted this review. And number two, you're posting it for all those other people reading the reviews because, you know, their ears perk up. They see a negative review and they go, oh, ho, ho, what's going on here? And then they look to see how you handled it. And a simple comment like, hey, Bob, I'm sorry that your experience was less than ideal. I'll be following up with you offline. Thank you for your comment. That right there says volumes. It says you hear them. It says you see them. It says you take them seriously. It says you're going to do something about it. You don't need to deal with it right there online. You know, we don't want to air our dirty laundry in public, but we do want to let people know we're doing our laundry. And then you follow up with them offline. You follow up with them offline and you fix the problem. Once you've fixed the problem, one way or the other, it's possible you can simply fix the problem. It's possible the problem is not really fixable, but it is a reality that this customer will not be happy with your business in this way. That's okay. Reach out to the customer, do what you can and do what you need to, to square away the situation, and then go back online and post an additional comment letting the world know you took care of it. Go back on that comment and say, hey, Bob, it was good to talk to you today. I'm glad we could resolve that. I look forward to serving you again in the future. Something simple like that. Imagine how that looks to the person that's looking at your reviews. Oh, this guy had a problem. Oh, they talked to him about it. Oh, they fixed it. Oh, everything's cool. Well, guess what? We no longer have a problem. Number six, we'll be right back with that after a short break. As just about everyone who follows my content and creation of materials knows, July 1 is our haircutter holiday, Raise Your Haircut Prices Day in the USA. And at the time of this posting, several, maybe three quarters of the way through the month of April, July 1 is just not too terribly far away. And planning for Raise Your Haircut Prices Day in the USA, it's time to be doing that. I think there's no better way to get a handle on your pricing issues and plan for your next price increase and develop your pricing strategy. There's no better way than my new book, The Professional Haircutters Pricing Playbook. The book is in stock on Amazon.com and at Ivanzoot.com. This is the ultimate guidebook and workbook because it's a workbook in the sense that you will plug in your business's unique statistics and information to help you develop your strategic pricing plan. It is impossible to calculate the negative impact of doing business for even one single day at the wrong price. Let's make your most important business decision the price at which you offer your goods and services. Let's make that decision with the best information possible. Go online and order your copy today and reach out to me and let's have a conversation about helping you price right for a successful future in the business. Now, let's get back to the program. Okay, welcome back into the program. In point number five, we addressed addressing negative reviews online and the strategies associated with that. In point number six, let's talk about not uh, 
addressing negative reviews, but leveraging negative reviews. Let's find the gold in our negative reviews. I know that might sound odd at first. How can I be winning with negative reviews? Negative reviews create powerful opportunity. As an example, a negative review can potentially be a fabulous way to focus your marketing. I use as an example the mom who goes online and posts a negative review about the experience she had with her child's haircut in your shop. Maybe she felt you weren't as patient and attentive to her child and their needs as she might have wished. That may be a very legitimate negative review on her part as she sees it from her perspective. Okay, that's totally fair. But what if you and your business are not particularly interested in serving children? Not only is her review legitimate as a negative, but it also helps to finally focus your target marketing because it is very likely in this scenario that your best target customers are perfectly happy with the fact that you're not really good at serving children and you don't really want to. By going on and replying to her comment, acknowledging her challenges like we said in point number five, and explaining that your business is not really suitable or set up for serving children, and that you endeavor to provide a relaxed, professional, upscale environment more suitable to adults, young adults, and business people. Think about that for just a minute. This individual with her legitimate complaint is providing you with a golden opportunity to hyper-focus and solidify your positive marketing message. Now, of course, I'm going to tell you, you want to treat her professionally. You want to treat her respectfully. You want to do all the things we talked about earlier in the podcast in point number five. But you also are perfectly within your rights to mention in your comment, in your public comment, because you're not making this comment for her. You're making this comment for everyone else who will see her comment for you to say... Yes, Mrs. Smith, I realize you were not as happy as you would have liked to be with your child's experience, but we're really not set up to handle children. As your child grows and gets a little bit older, I think both you and he will find our environment far more suitable. You're not telling her to go away. You're telling her to go away for a little while. I hope you can see the value in the idea of leveraging negative reviews just through that one example. And item number seven on our list to wrap things up, item number seven is to excerpt quotes from your reviews as content for your social posting. What do I mean by that? You've got all kinds of social places and social spaces. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, your own website. You've got all kinds of places where great quotes from your reviews will do you a world of good. Excerpt these quotes and share them. Attribute them anonymously. So if somebody that by the name of, for instance, Stephen Walker posts a comment, you can repeat their comment in your social places and refer to them as SW. There's no need or reason to call them out by name. And by just using SW, 
And you can even use the town or city if your trade area is uh, in a multi-suburban type area or uh, just the general city in which you, ex uh, you do business. SW, comma, Chicago, Illinois. And again, my business isn't actually in Chicago. I'm in the suburbs. But that generalizes it in a way to anonymize it a bit. And maybe your client will see their words there. And maybe they simply won't recognize it. It's also okay to take a little bit of creative license with these quotes when you repeat them by making slight changes. For instance, it's okay to correct spelling. It's okay to polish grammar. It's also okay to shorten sentences. If somebody puts up a big run-on sentence, you can shorten it up, clean it up, punctuate it properly, throw some quotation marks on it, and attribute it properly to that guest. It's a great way to take positive reviews from the review sites where some people might see them to some of your social spaces where potentially more people, both existing customers who'll feel good about you and your business and new potential customers who will be hopefully pushed over the edge on making the great decision to choose to do business with you. Social proof is an extraordinarily important part of the world in which we live and the way we do business today. And leveraging social proof in your favor to help you as a powerful element of your marketing tactics is a great step on the way to becoming a $100,000 haircutter. I'm here to help you make that happen. Thank you for joining me here for the podcast. Remember, there's also a corresponding text blog on the website at ivanzoot.com, and there is a corresponding video class every week available by membership and participation in my online tribe, my Patreon community. The link to the blog and the link to the Patreon community is contained in the notes here with the podcast. I look forward to working with you. I look forward to helping you build and grow your business. Thanks for listening and have a great day.